It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off the Leash. Then came Neo Cleo round the home corner. Juice Royal the leader. Poke the Bear works into second spot. Is flying now on the inside. Poke the Bear. Poke the Bears got up from Wes Woodley's qualified for second. That was just one of the many exciting heats on the weekend past of the TRFM Gippsland Carnival uh, Cranburn Cup. And uh, welcome to another edition of Off the Leash on RSN with thanks to Greyhound Racing Victoria. You are with Andrew Hughes joining us shortly, Molly Haynes and, of course, Andrew Copley. And a big part of the show today, of course, are those heats run last week. And Molly, welcome along once again. Lots of talking points. Uh, who impressed you the most amongst the Cranbourne Cup heats on Saturday night past? Look, I think like the replay we just played, Poke the Bear, he was absolutely phenomenal. It's a run that needs to be seen to be believed, so please go ahead and look through fast track. But he jumped midfield like we heard. He copped a little bit of a check on the first turn. He looked, he just didn't even look like he could place almost, to tell you the truth, heading into the home turn. And that home corner, when I spoke to Shona after the race, she goes, I just, I was thinking he was a place chance. Um, He ended up scooting along the rail and producing a phenomenal win. I would have loved to seen it live on track. But I also have to mention too, the Greyhound who ran second to poke the bear wears Woodley. He was a huge finish. He jumped in last position, ran the outside of the track the entire race, and he made up ground on Poke the Bear, which is really, really impressive. But what's most impressive about Woodley Bear is that he's had just 19 career starts. He's had five wins and five minor placings. But, Andrew, I know Orson Allen blew your mind heading in, or on the Cranbourne Cup heat night. Yeah, he was brilliant, Molly. He's obviously one of the best greyhounds in Victoria, and he ran... Up to that standard two, clocking 29.61, just 0.01 off the track record set by Pop the Cork back in 2016. So a great run there, and he'll obviously be one of the favourites, if not the favourite, come Saturday night. But interestingly, of the four heats, three of the winners came from box five, while the other winner came from box four. So normally those middle draws are known to be a bit tricky, but it just didn't pan out that way on heat night. And uh, we certainly look forward to a cracking final on Saturday night. All right, let's have a look at the um, odds for the uh, Cranbourne Cup. And those that like to back the uh, one dog, you're getting big price. Uh, Wes Woodley is uh, the big outsider at $41 despite drawing the red. Two Poke the Bear, 225 Three Orson Allen, 225 So there you can see in the uh, markets, uh, punters still deciding the favourite there. Four Hightan, $26. Five Huxley, $9. Six Blue Striker, $14. Seven Azkaban is $7. Eight Short to Excite, $26. The uh, nine Hasten Slowly, if gets a chance, is in the betting at $6, despite being a reserve. Ten Diner Chancer at $14. The odds there, the tab odds as we speak for the Cranbourne uh, Greyhound Cup, where at the moment the three and the four, sorry, the two and the three are equal uh, favourites. And... Uh, Andrew and Molly, are you sticking with the two uh, equal favourites? Well, I can't go past Orson Allen. I think he's got the early pace to lead the race, and he did run the fastest first sectional in his heat. Uh, He should get a little bit of a start and poke the bear and uh, might prove a bit too good. 
Look, I'm also struggling to go past Dawson Allen. I mean, Poke the Bear was phenomenal, but early speed is just pivotal, and it's, a, it's a, I suppose, a trait you want in a racing greyhound. But I'm really liking Heighton for a place. She ran the second fastest first sectional. Heading into the Cranbourne Cup heats, she was unbeaten in five starts. And, it, you know, it's a phenomenal effort. Her trainer, Michelle Nolan, this is a career highlight for her heading into the Cranbourne Cup, and it was a, a huge highlight for her having five consecutive wins with this greyhound. So I really, I'm really hoping that this greyhound pulls out a placing in the Cranbourne Cup. More on the Cranbourne Cup later on in the show. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. With thanks to Greyhound Racing Victoria, Off The Leash, another way we promote and talk Greyhound Racing and news on RSN 927. Well, of course, uh, lots of big-time racing in Sydney on the weekend, the Group 1 National Derby and Futurity, and it was Jeff the Jeff Britton show at Wentworth Park on Saturday night. He claimed both Group 1 features for, for Victoria. Molly, what a tremendous achievement. Look, it was a huge achievement for Jeff and the Britain Kennel down in Anarchy. 150,000 he won for those two races. So it's a phenomenal effort. Circle of Dreams was the national futurity winner. In an uphill deal type win, she had fantastic early speed. She hit the line running and she ran out, ran it out really well, which I'm sure is, you know, really promising circumstances for these guys. Jeff had three chances in the futurity. Oakvale Magic and Flossing finished third and seventh respectively. But two, la- two races later, I should say, Jeff claimed his second group one of the night the National Derby with a greyhound by the name of Axel Footloose. He was rather lucky in the run after a little bit of trouble in the first turn but he did do everything right and he deserved that Group 1 win. Alright, it's a new look Australian Cup uh, Carnival. The Australian Cup Carnival be- begins on Saturday week at the Meadows. This has long been one of the richest and most prestigious carnivals in greyhound racing. In 2019, Andrew Copley, it has a new look. It certainly does, Cusy. So three new races to be introduced to Cup Final Night on March 2 at the Meadows. There'll be a Cup Night middle distance race over the 600 metres. That's $15,000 to the winner. The Australian Cup Consolation, $20,000 to the winner, and also a country championship final, which will be the culmination of heats being run across four different provincial tracks. $25,000 first prize there. Check the racing calendar for full details. But just adding a little bit of glitz and glamour to this new-look Australian Cup carnival will be the introduction of a box draw lunch to be held at Zinc in Fed Square on the Monday before the Australian Cup final. That's in late February. That's where the box draw will take place for the Cup, so that's very exciting. Going to create plenty of media interest there, no doubt about it. And also, just outside Zinc in Fed Square for the general public, there'll be uh, an opportunity for passers-by to grab a coffee, have their photo taken with the Australian Cup trophy, and also meet some greyhounds from the Greyhound Adoption Program. Well, that's a great location. Thousands of people traverse Fed Square every day, so well done on GRV. Good thinking there. That will certainly bring some attraction to what's going to be a big carnival. Well, the carnival will kick off with its traditional three-group one invitational uh, over three different distances, distances, and while the fields will be announced later this week, we do have a list of all the greyhounds that have been invited. Uh, we should note that some greyhounds have received invitations to more than one event, which adds extra intrigue as to which race they'll line up in. So do keep monitoring uh, the GRV social media and RSN as we broadcast our edition of Off the Leash. That's, of course, uh, still to be decided. Andrew Copley, let's start with the Tem Lee. Yeah, the Tem Lee over the 5.25 metres, or the sprint race of the three invitationals, always a cracking field and 
Names like My Redeemer, Hasten the Slowly, Black Opium, Poke the Bear and Mystic Wright, who won the million dollar race up in New South Wales, are among the contenders to be in this final field. Tab has a pre-post market up, so if punters want to get in early before the field's drawn, you might find some value. Poke the Bear, the current favourite at $4. My Redeemer and Black Opium, both on $6. Orson Allen, who we spoke about heading into the Cranbourne Cup this Saturday night, he's at $8 to win the Temley, while there's a handful of greyhounds on the next line of betting at $12, including Baruga Brett and Haston Slowly. The Group 1 rookie rebel over the $675,000 first prize. And uh, Andrew Copley, what's the makeup of that uh, invitation looking at this stage? More quality there. Dinah Patty, who of course won the Maturity Classic over the 525 last year. She's uh, potentially going to line up in the rookie rebel over the 600 metres. That'll add pr- plenty of interest to that race. Blue Striker, Neo Cleo and Dinah Chance are some of the other big names. But just looking at the pre-post market with Tab... For those interested, there's five greyhounds equal favourites on $6. That's how even it is at the moment. Bar Carly, Dinah Chancer, My Redeemer, Neo Cleo, and Sweet as M. As we mentioned, some greyhounds nominated for two different races, so it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out when the fields are announced later this week. And the last of the big features, the Group 1 zoom top for the distance over the 725 metres. And Molly, we've only been doing this show together for a few weeks, but I'm already gathering there's a few greyhounds that you absolutely love, including two of the stars involved in this race. I don't think there's any secret I'm a huge fan of Tornado Tears and Ripping Sam, and they are obviously going to be the draw cards heading into the Zoom Top. They will go in a little bit underdone race experience-wise, both having extended injury spells, but their talent cannot be underestimated. And, you know, they're being conditioned by two of, you know, the best leading stay, or two of the best staying conditioners, I should say. Other greyhounds to note include Poco Dorado, a star New South Wales greyhound, who's won eight of her past nine starts. Now, heading into the Zoom Top pre-post market, Poco Dorado, Tornado Tears and Ripping Sam, uh, well, I should say Poco Dorado and Tornado Tears are sitting at the $3 mark and Ripping Sam at $5. But also we do have to mention we've got Corey Grenfell on the show shortly and Dinah Chance is around the $12 mark and he's been um, invited to both the Rookie Rebel and the Zoom Top. So I'm really interested to, to hear what Corey has to say about this Greyhound's chances. All right, well, uh, greyhounds are athletes. They're so finely tuned and prepared. It's quite amazing what they can achieve. And, uh, well, for those listening in Bendigo, they might know. Good morning to our listeners there. Uh, Molly, we've had a track record broken at Bendigo the other day. Yes, a greyhound by the name of Flynn broke Fernando Bale's previously set record in 2015. He lowered it to 23.37 seconds over the 425-metre distance Flynn's had, amazingly, five starts for four wins and a second placing. But what's even more amazing about this greyhound, he had a couple of months off heading into this track record run. So I'm talking to trainer Harry Manolitis later on this afternoon. So I'm hoping to put a nice story out about this one because I'm really, really interested to see what this greyhound can do in the future. All right, coming up shortly, Corey Grenfell will join us on Off the Leash. Well, we have been mentioning the Bellarant Greyhound Club, Andrew Copley, have got a tremendous lineup coming up to coincide with their meeting of Star Collingwood players for a sportsman's night on Saturday uh, week. That's right, Saturday night, February 16, out at the Ballarat Greyhound Clubs. 
Collingwood Royalty will be there in the name of Dane Swan, Dane Beams and Steel Sidebottom. It's going to be a very entertaining night indeed. Tickets start from $65. You can contact the Ballarat Greyhound Racing Club on 5335-7201 or via the website ballarat.grv.org.au. And I should also mention, guys, that the Sale Greyhound Racing Club is also going to have a Collingwood event coming up this Monday, the 11th of February, this is a bit of a different event. It's uh, a cocktail, $30 a head, that gets you uh, finger food and also the chance to meet pretty much the whole Collingwood Football Club roster, which will be wonderful if you're a Collingwood fan. For more information, go to GRV's website. That's grv.org.au. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Orson Allen came out with them in the centre. It's going straight to the lead. The hot favourite, Orson Allen, by two lengths short of excite round the first corner. Going up on the outside was Morris Minor. Then in fourth spot was Oren Say. Then came Destini Cavalier, Wolfie's Girl, and Roger Express down the back. And it's Orson Allen doing it boldly, about six in front of short of excite. Then Morris Minor trying to qualify. He's getting up on the outside. And then Destini Cavalier, but around the corner, it's all Orson Allen. And it's going to be an awesome win in the heat. Orson Allen wins by five. Yes, sir. A terrific a win there by Orson Allen in the heat of the Cranbourne Cup. We one of those greyhounds to win coming up next weekend. And joining us this morning on Off the Leash is uh, young trainer Corey Grenfell to have a chat to both Andrew Copley and Molly Haynes on Off the Leash. Good morning, Corey. You're talking to Andrew Copley. Congratulations on the huge win by Orson Allen in his Cranbourne Cup heat. 5.33 early, 29.60 overall. Just missed the track record. What did you make of the run? Oh, look, it was... Um, the, the dog's been flying uh, today. Um, I was a little bit surprised at the time that he ran, but at the same time, he's run quick times, you know, most tracks he's been to. Certainly, he's uh, a very consistent greyhound, no doubt about that. He's got an inside draw, or relatively inside, in the Cranbourne Cup final. Come up with box number three. How's his record been in uh, with box draws in big races? Because he's contested a few of them now. Um, we've been a bit unlucky with box draws um, in his career. Um, I think this would have to be one of his first draws he's had, sort of inside box five in group finals. And, you know, we've always wanted him on the inside, and that's where he does his best racing, but... To a credit, he's been doing it from the middle boxes. Um, yeah, coming back to the inside, it's definitely going to help him. He's the equal favourite at the moment at two dollars twenty-five with Poke the Bear, who we all know how good that greyhound is. You must have been as uh, blown away like the rest of us with with his come from behind performance in his heat. Yeah, like he's an, an exceptional dog. He's you know he's probably one of the best, best dogs going around Australia at the moment, and you know they they probably both deserve to be in as favourite coming into this final and. You know, it'd be a cracking race if them two were to go head-to-head. Now, you've got two of uh, the sort of very good greyhounds in Victoria, Orson Allen, and also Dinah Chancer, who's really made a name for himself as a stayer. They've contested in 15 group races combined for one group one win. That was Orson Allen taking out the shootout last year. You're only 25 years of age, Corey. How do you deal with all the hype and this prize money coming in and sort of managing quite a number of dogs? You must, uh, you must be thinking, is this real? Yeah, you know, it's um, no, it is exciting. It's um, especially you know, doing with a young family and the kids all involved and all that. And you know, the media sometimes gets us um, leading into these um, these sort of races. But at the same time, it's, 
it's become something we've got used to, especially over the last 12 months with these two dogs, you know, making most group finals that they've been going towards. Well, certainly a lot of people would love to be in your shoes. Now, we've been speaking about the Invitationals coming up at the Meadows on Saturday week. Orson Allen, he'll almost certainly get a run in the Tim Levy, would think. Dinah Chance have been nominated for both the Rookie Rebel or received an invitation for the Rookie Rebel and also the Zoom Top. Do you get a say in where he may or may not race? And uh, what are your thoughts behind it? Where's he better suited? Um, well, I think he, Chance is definitely suited better to the 600. Uh, that's probably his ideal trip. Um, you know, he's been a fabulous of his staying in races now, but with a corner start, it, um, it sort of opens up our, where we're going to go towards. And at this stage, we're going to probably go to the Zoom Top. Um, you know, there's a bit more room for error leading into the first corner where you 600 start in the corner. So looking at Chance's racing pattern, he's always gone a bit better coming out of the 700 boxes. Absolutely. Corey, it's Molly here. Dinah Chancer hasn't run outside of the money since December last year. That includes running second in the Group 1 Sale Cup behind Neo Cleo and breaking the 680 track meter record, track record at Warrigal on Cup Night. Do you think he's ch- it's his chance to pick up a 700-metre group race if he gains a run, obviously, in the Zoom top? Because there's obviously the champions, Tornado Tears and Ripping Sam, but they are returning for, from injury. Do you think this is this is his chance? Yeah, it is. It's, um, you know, this, this race in particular is probably going to be his advantage, him being race fit with them, them boys, probably not. Um, you know, I'd expect both of them dogs to probably fire, especially Sam. I think he'll bounce back a lot better than he did at Warrigal. But yeah, this is sort of chances time before them boys get a few more runs back on the board. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, Dinah Chance is sitting as one of the five favourites in the Rookie Rebel, and twelve dollars in the Zoom Top. I spoke to George Frugia yesterday, and he thinks that Dinah Chancer is the dog to watch heading into this Zoom Top. Are you thinking along the same lines? Yeah, he is. He's um, we found a little um, trick to his tray by giving a few runs at Geelong on the finish on, and it seems to spark him. Um, leading into that sale cup when we like I said he hasn't been missed the money since and um, it, I think he's just had to you know uh, get into his prime of his tree he's sort of I think he's been a three years now and I think we'll start to see his best racing that's really interesting to hear about the finish on. I know Jeff Britton is a, a huge one for, for seeing what the finish on lure does for greyhounds when they're moving on, you, often using it to, I suppose, increase their um, their chase drive before big races. But talking back to Orson Allen, he's sitting at $8 in the pre-noms tab Temley market. What do you think, think about his odds? And are there any greyhounds you think maybe a sneaky chance at bigger odds heading into the Temley? Um, I've really looked into who's probably going to make it, but it's going to be an outstanding field no matter what. And um, I think $8 on Orson is probably pretty generous if he was to draw inside. But again, it's dogs like Poke the Bear. I don't know what his odds sit at, but he'd be definitely the one to watch. No, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, you're on a decent size operation down in Avalon with your wife, Sam, and, and two young kids. Do you have any young greyhounds that we need to keep an eye out on in the future? I know, I know you had Miata's first litter, and we like, we enjoyed watching them go around, but what do you have next up on the line that we need to watch for? Uh, we've got a few few coming through, and um, a few KCNLs coming through as well. And um, yeah, There's probably four or five that have probably come through as city class dogs, I'd imagine. Um, like again, they're going to take the next step. They're only babies still, so something exciting to look forward to anyway.
Exactly. Now, last question. I do hear along the grapevine that Orson Allen, there's been a bit of interest for him at stud. Do you think a stud career is looking likely in the future for him? Yeah, definitely. He's, um, we've, we've probably had 20, 25 inquiries now. You've got people wanting straws from him. Um, he's probably arguably one of the best importers stud dogs that will be going onto the market and being from KC and um, Dasali Bay, which is just at a bath here. Corey, all the best. Uh, your career is really blossoming along. Good luck on Saturday in the Cranbourne Cup. I'm sure we'll speak again on Off the Leash. Thanks for taking the call today. Thanks, mate. Corey Grenfell there, of course. Orson Allen in the Cranbourne Cup coming up for Corey, one of the favourites, and he certainly is making great strides in greyhound racing. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. You are with Andrew Hughes and uh, Molly and Andrew. are about to talk about the um, watchdog. Andrew Copley, would it save more time each week if we just mentioned the losing results for the watchdog? <laughs> because uh, the Cranbourne Cup heats, I'm seeing 8 out of 10. This is becoming more than remarkable. Well, 8 out of 10. Who is the watchdog, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> That's all top secret. Okay. Couldn't have been 8 out of 10, but that might have been a bit of a typo in the script Oh, okay. There. We even spoke about that at the production meeting, didn't <laughs> we? we? Did. And we still mentioned that, we I just did. anyway. But That's he my did. mistake. <laughs> he did. The watchdog did do pretty well in the Cranberry I Cup thought the production meeting was talking about the fact <laughs> there was heat and not cut, but anyway. Gotcha. But, but who is the... Is it, is it top secret, is it? Is it an office there at uh, GRV that... No one sees and sneaks in and goes out. Just can't be revealed. Or it used to be at GRV. It's oh. since moved out. And uh, it's yeah. not you, is it? No, it used <laughs> no. to be. I was the original watchdog. Believe it or not. But then we in... got someone who was tipping exactly eight out of ten sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. That's right. But he did pick two out of the four Cranbourne Cup heat winners: Orson Allen and Asgaban. And also on Cranbourne Cup heat night last Saturday, he picked Precious Metal, who won race eleven at odds of four dollars ninety. So for your free form guides for. All Victorian Greyhound race meetings, including the Watchdog's expert selections, simply Google the Watchdog. That's important to mention. There's no cost, no subscription, nothing. Just uh, get on the Watchdog and you will find those winners and those tips to help your betting on GRV meetings. Molly, let's look at the Litter of the Week. Now, I'm really excited about this one. It's a litter by Aston DB, Bells Are Ringing. Now, they were whelped on January 10 this year by the four Frothies Syndicate. There were four pups, three dogs and one female born in the litter. Now, this is Bells Are Ringing third litter. Her first... It was to Banjo Boy, and they're starting to run through their maidens at the moment. None have recorded a, a win yet, but it's only a matter of time. Bells Are Ringing was a part of one of the most consistent and dominant litters throughout 2016. It includes now stud dog Blaze and Bomber, Group 1 winner Ring the Bell, who won the, mo- the most prestigious staying race in New Zealand twice, I believe. Um, Bells Are Ringing was a, a fantastic greyhound in her own right too. She was trained by probably one of the nicest men in greyhound racing, Jerry. O'Keefe. She won the Group 1 Sandown Cup in 2016 and it was great being on track when she did that and seeing Jerry's reaction. But Bells Are Ringing had 52 starts for 21 wins. Now she was racing against the likes of Burn One Down, No Donuts, Lady Toy and Dublin Bull. So to pull away with 21 wins throughout her career is a phenomenal effort and I really can't wait to see what she can produce. I think the main reason that this litter stood out to me is that the entire litter could run and it's not necessarily just one dog, you know, one star dog to come out of this litter. The entire litter can, and I think that's what really gets me exciting about the, uh, excited about breeding in the future. But don't forget, for all your latest Victorian litters and contact information, look in your latest edition of the Greyhound Monthly. 
Time for our Gap Dog of the Week. Uh, been praising the team at Gap for their creative names. We had San Francisco the other week, and Molly, this is a, a great name. Um, it's so different, and I'm not sure if the dog likes a bath or to swim. Scuba Steve. Do you know what? I chose this name. Oh, you chose the I, name. No, no, I chose this oh. greyhound, I should say, <laughs> purely because of your reaction last week to our Gap Dog of the Week. So Scuba Steve, he's a three-year-old brindle male, and he had three starts for no result, unfortunately. He raced under the name Rim, Rimfire Dodge. The girls tell me at Gap that he can take a little while to adjust to new surroundings, but he's really once he's comfortable, he really, really flourishes. Now he loves to jump. He loves to jump onto your laps for cuddles too. Now, I believe that would be pretty awkward. I mean, greyhounds are pretty leggy creatures, but look, I suppose you can only try. Um, the girls also tell me that Scuba Steve. Um, suits a home with another dog and kids over the age of 10. So if you think you've got space in your home for Scuba Steve, be sure to contact Gap through their website, which is gap.grv.org.au. And you'll see the photo there of uh, Scuba Steve with the air tank and mask on. (laughs) Molly and Andrew will speak again and more information on uh, GRV News, of course, on RSN and the social media at GRV. Thanks, guys. We'll see you again next week. Thanks, Kizzy. Want to hear Off The Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.